Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Nerds with Friends. My name is Cody Leach and as always I'm joined by Christian Garcia. Hello. And uh, over Skype we finally figured it out. Madeline Rue is on. How are you? Woo! We did it. <laughs> we figured it out. Uh, I don't know if we probably talked about it on the show but we had technical difficulties last time we tried to set this up. Anything and everything that could have gone wrong just went wrong. Yeah we were just. Yeah it was uh, wild. <laughs> And now uh, everything is sounding loud and clear. So thank you for t- coming back on. Uh, we appreciate you taking the time. Of course, I was super bummed. I am such a podcast nerd. I listen to approximately 400 podcasts. So every time I get asked to go on, I'm over the moon. So I was so, very sad. So this one included. <laughs> get it to work. Th- yeah. This one included, right? Subscribed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, I, I have listened. I do my homework. Oh, nice. Uh-oh. I am sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You just may, mostly for Cody's parts. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I'm off the top of the cuff sometimes, so uh, I apologize in advance. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Well, we like to start the show off with a little section we call Nerdy Confessions, where we confess the things that make us nerds. Um, I'll start it off. Uh, this week, uh, Destiny 2's Shadow Keep came out, and I've Woo! been locked in my room like a hermit <laughs> every day after work. <laughs> um, you, do you play Destiny? I do actually. I was um, I was at the launch party with Bungie for oh, Shadowkeep. I'm so It was jealous. pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My um, my good friend Taylor is uh, like high up in QA there, and uh, I was her plus one. So oh, she nice. Let me come along. <laughs> so, you, have you been playing a little bit of the Shadowkeep? How do, what do you think? So I far? haven't yet. Oh, okay. Um, I need to. I'm so far behind on the recent stuff. I need to catch up. Uh, but I have it purchased. I just need to dive in i've been uh well you'll hear i'll i'll share with my confession why <laughs> nice well uh you know fun fact is that all your gear should be up to 750 so it like oh, auto level almost everything um so everyone's starting off a clean slate but that, uh so far so actually good makes me even more inclined to to start up this week <laughs> there you go what what class do you play i'm a hunter oh you and everyone else Spider <laughs> die hunter. I really love the warlock too. I, yeah. Honestly, I love. I have one of each. I I don't. But hunter was my first. So. Yeah, hunter was my first, and then I switched like six months into warlock, and I've been a warlock ever since. Oh, um, very cool. I just love the space magic. You know, just shooting like nova bombs and lightning, and oh my! It gosh. is so fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you're in for a treat when you do start playing because uh, it's a lot of fun going back to the moon. I'm super excited. <laughs> Christian, what's your nerdy confession this week? So I've been, I, I, I'm pretty sure I mentioned this. I've been listening to a lot of audiobooks lately and I'm Always. doing. I've burned through so many. Audible, I, my Audible credit card is just on fire. Oh, yeah. I, I use <laughs> Audible too. So maybe they'll sponsor us. Who knows? Uh, probably not. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> so I'm halfway through The Stand. Oh, Stephen King's Stand. Yeah. And I vaguely remember the show, but like listening to the book, I'm like, oh my God, like the, the book is way way better than what the show could have done oh yeah i hope i hope maybe like hbo or showtime picks it up it'd be awesome to see it um well yeah they're doing it are they Uh, i think it's amazon prime really yep oh look at that i'm super happy (laughs) you manifested that i I, I made it happen (laughs) um but it's like the reverse secret it's out there already you just (laughs) had to think of it (laughs) so what's been tripping me out lately is like i don't like i don't know maybe i'm getting too much into the into the book but a lot of people around me have been getting sick with, oh, yeah. like, flu-like. Oh, the Captain Trips. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. the first thing that goes through our mind. I'm like, get away from me, <laughs> Captain Trips. Like, and, I- and maybe you're lucky. You're just one of that, you know, 10% that just makes it through. Yeah. And, like, that in the other day I was driving, and I don't remember where I was going to. I just remember I saw a dark figure outside. And it was, like, exactly <laughs> what I would imagine would, like, you know randall flag being only 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 the only difference that he had a top hat on oh and so well dr sleep had the top hat in it that's true i didn't think about that i just finished that and so i parked and like as as i was driving like the head was definitely following me and so i parked and like i turned back and no one was there. Ooh, ghosts. Spooky. Well, this this had happened when it was. Um, I wish I had a spooky sound to play, but I have the Seinfeld song. <laughs> it was a vampire. <laughs> but uh, 
like uh, I was asking a couple of friends, they're like, oh, that's one of the shadow people. Like, and the hat is like one of the leader ones. I'm not familiar. I haven't had a chance to research shadow people, but um, that's what someone. I'm told sure it's me. just a general creepy thing that came to came to be on the yeah, internet. I don't know, but it's like little things like that from the book, which just leads yeah. me to be that it's an amazing book, and my mind's just you know constantly over, thinking about thinking it. about it. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. just having weird weird stuff around me. Nice. All right. Just in time for Halloween, so right? That's, that's yeah, fun. Spooky season. Madeline, how about you? What's your nerdy confession? I mean, uh, we'll go over some of your other qualifications for being a nerd in just a minute. <laughs> sure. But uh, well, the reason I have not been in Shadowkeep yet is that uh, I am a guild leader for World of Warcraft Classic, Ooh. and yeah, so that has been taking up most of my time. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's a lot of work. Um, I I volunteered to sort of be the um, I'm probably the highest level I'm the highest level mage and the highest level tailor in the guild. So I basically am just a sweatshop for bags right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's amazing. So, How's yeah, the game so, so far? Know, it's it's really wonderful. It's um you know the the nostalgia is there of course, uh, but it's also you know the community is really strong. We have a great guild. Um, kind of people from all walks of my past, which is really interesting. Some college buddies, some high school buddies, uh, some like professional friends from publishing. So it's cool. It's a little bit of some game devs. It's, it's a great group. It's a great crew. Um, and uh, I was talking to some folks at Blizzard the other day and I was saying, you know, it's the dream because it's like playing the game from 15 years ago but your guild is all people you like. <laughs> you have to just put up with a bunch of jerk bags because, you know, you, you randomly found yourself in some, some anonymous guild. So, uh, yeah, it's been really fun. That's awesome. I feel like so many of my friends are getting back into WoW. And I, was, I, I played it a little bit, but I just played it at my friend's house because I never had a good enough computer to play oh, it. Oh, sure, yeah. But I will say I, I recognize... You know that if I had a computer, it would be game over so quick. I would just be like <laughs> on there twenty four seven. So it's fun yes, to see that so dangerous. many people are getting back into it. When when it came out, I wasn't allowed to get it because <laughs> I was yeah. in college and I was told like you you knowing you we will kick you out of school. Yeah, you are not <laughs> yep. going to finish. And so yeah, I am. Um, I wasn't I was allowed. The same boat, I, except I did. I did get it. So. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm thinking about it just to see what I missed. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I still, I'm still playing League of Legends a lot, so I play that like every night. I mean, so. I think I still don't have a good enough computer. I mean, I have a MacBook, I guess, but oh not, no, you not do. Really good for computers. <laughs> so, like, I, I think like a graphing calculator would run it. Oh, nice. Oh, so they um, didn't, they didn't up the graphics on it. Not a lot. It's uh, it's a 2.9 gig di- download. Oh, okay. Very small. Yeah. Um, and they they bumped it up only to a certain level you can set it at the exact graphical clarity that they had there's like a, a setting for oh. the 15 year old game um and then there's one that's like slightly nicer so oh, okay yeah they didn't they didn't apply like modern world of warcraft like uh models or anything to it oh interesting well I that's cool that i wonder how many people nostalgic effect going are gonna try to do yeah. the whole leroy jenkins thing again <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's already happened. Yeah, I'm sure. uh, people have already like cleared all the raids and everything. So that's it's so crazy, you know, whether it's WoW or Destiny or whatever, how quickly people figure out these complex like raids and you know with super powerful enemies, they just grind it out, get all their gear ready to go, and it's like you know within the first week or day or hour, you know, people are you know, knocking these things out. Yeah, the there were, um, there were some YouTubers making predictions about, you know, how fast the first person would get to 60 and how fast the first, you know, Anixia raid or, you know, Molten Core, how fast people would get that down. And they were all wrong. It happened faster than everybody. Whoa. Oh, I bet my, yeah, my friend Pat, crazy. uh, requested a whole week off of work just to, <laughs> just to play. Cause he's that That's much. Of a I, I, I knew someone who did that for uh, kingdom hearts. If I had remembered, I would have done it for Destiny, but uh, I'm I'm dumb and didn't put it in my calendar. <laughs> I was caught off guard by it. All right, well let's let's uh, talk a little bit about you, Madeline. So you're a New York Times best-selling author. Uh, you have a couple series out there: the uh, Asylum and House of Fury series, mm-hmm. and then you got a new one coming out too, right? Yes, 
Um, I have, I, I initially started in adult publishing. I had two uh, zombie books were my, like my first foray into publishing. Um, and those were for adults. And then I, uh, switched over to young adults for quite a while. And then now I'm sort of doing both again. So, um, yeah, so salvaged is coming out, uh, October 15th and it's an adult sci-fi thriller with like shades of horror and shades of romance. Hard hard to describe, but (laughs) that's awesome. That sounds like everything I want in a book. It's fun. It's I mean, it's fun. It's, it's, um, it's pretty dark. But uh, I don't think I've ever put out a book that doesn't have some humor in it. So, you know, I try to balance it out. Awesome. I, I actually I read a quote somewhere. I was trying to find out who said it. So forgive me. I won't I, I don't have the citation for this one. But someone w- had said that it's a mix between The Expanse and Alien. And I'm yes, super. Oh, nice. Well, there you go. <laughs> Maybe she's an author too, but yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I'm super excited because I I've been reading through the Expanse here over the past few months now, and Alien is just you know classic, obviously. So yeah, um, no, um, I was super flattered by the comparison. It always makes me a little nervous because then I feel like people go in <laughs> and then they're like, "Oh, this wasn't this, this wasn't anything like either of follow. those." <laughs> yeah, this wasn't just a remake of Alien. What the hell? So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think in terms of like vibe, I would say that's a that's an apt comparison. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I I get nervous with it, and there's so many different ones that people have made. I'm like, oh, you're really setting the bar. <laughs> very high like alien is really good this Um, is like if alien and blade runner had a baby and that baby (laughs) had another baby yeah no pressure no pressure um but yeah no it's i think i think she's on in the sense of like uh you know it's a similar kind of technology of the expanse you know what i mean like the world setup it feels pretty similar and then the, the fact that it's you know our hero is trapped on a ship with uh kind of an unknown alien that is the threat. So, yeah, I would say I would say that's a very apt comparison. Aliens always get a bad rap. Yeah. What if they're? What if they all turn out to be like super cool and friendly? Yeah. There's not, not a lot, yeah. lot of ETs anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I tried to. Um, this one's interesting because it's sort of a. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to spoil it too much, sure. and I don't think this is a spoiler. I think this comes out pretty fast, but uh, it's sort of this like it's a sentient fungus that. Um, kind of takes you know you breathe it in it's like a spore based kind of thing and once it gets its hooks into you it tries to sort of win you over to the hive mind it doesn't necessarily use like an aggressive approach it sort of tries to like convince you that this is the right way to go like like the inevitable the borg is cool you know we're gonna take over yeah yeah and like we're all here together and like don't you want to share in this sort of collective like uh, that kind of thing. So nice. it's interesting because you get to be in characters' minds as this is happening and sort of see the process and see how each character, you know, deals with it. Because some of them, some of them fall to it pretty fast, and others, yeah, I mean, sort I feel like I'd be trick it. I feel like I'd be in, like you know, from the get go. <laughs> I, I know I wouldn't yeah, just so be I, like being defiant. I really like a sense of community, you know. Yeah, I mean, and that, and that's why I think like you can come to your own conclusion about whether or not it's a bad thing. You know what I mean? I, right. It's, bad in the sense that it's it's different it's foreign it's not like us but you know i don't i think you could make the argument for either way um and then in the second book it's not really a sequel it's like a shared universe thing so it's like different characters same universe um there's another type of alien that is very nice so (laughs) there we go there we got the et yeah yeah you get the et he's really cool i mean i guess I don't even know if he really has a gender, but um, yeah, they're really cool. They were a fun race to build and very different. I wanted to go as far away from like bipedal, <laughs> you know, sure. like That's I love Star Wars obviously, but like, yeah, it's not a Twi'lek. It's like pretty, pretty freaky looking. So nice. Um, so, yeah. so, so, so this it, one's kind of cool. a departure. I mean, it's still got those horror vibes you said, right. But it's a little different from like the asylum, right? Uh, yeah. I, Oh, sorry. I was Finish just going to say, you know, <laughs> when, when like uh, going into, you know, a more science fiction-y world, um, how do you have to kind of approach it differently um, compared to something that's, you know, based in on Earth, at least? Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a different kind of research that goes into it and a different kind of, um, 
you know, there's certain expectations with sci-fi and you want to meet those, but you still want it to feel like it's your style of book, right? So, sure. you know, there's not like 15 pages of how the ship works. <laughs> it's like, for me, it's always about the characters and the world. So I always want that to be sort of at the forefront of whatever I do. Um, and I like to write books like this is a sci-fi book for people like me. Like I like sci-fi, but I don't want it to veer so hard into the science aspect that I get bored. Um, right. So it's sort of creating that balance where it's believable. It's realistic. You know, you don't question it. You're not like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, how does that work? Um, yeah. But also, you know, you want to balance like we're caring about the characters. They're what matter. But I also, you know, the sort of um, I read an article about how trees communicate through fungus on their roots yeah. and they can that like feel pain sort of from like a, off. forever. It's like a vibration thing. They can like tell like, Oh, there's more sunlight over here, you know, like sort yeah. of rudimentary messages, I guess. Um, and so that was what kind of kicked off the idea for the alien in the first place. Um, so I like to sort of ground things in something scientific or real, but then, you know, I needed to function on a more fantastical level. <laughs> so you sort of, <laughs> uh, you sort of start to build from what you need it to do on a, on a narrative level. Um, and yeah, and I, you know, and it's fun to sort of play mind experience, like, you know, just extrapolate from our current reality to, okay, what would a, how would a government function, you know, 200 something years from now, if we could be in space, you know, I tried to make the cast really diverse because for me, as we, leave earth i think some of those things will become you know i feel like like racial tension may change or our sense of community may shift a little bit if we all have to live together in like one yeah. big space station a lot <laughs> you know so yeah. other so, concerns I think, uh, so this is like it's like space force worked you know like yeah. like space force <laughs> shut up <laughs> space force is not gonna work <laughs> I th what I was going to well, say is that Gene Roddenberry would agree with her. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Like, Earth still exists. I mean, it's a, kind of a nightmare. More and more people are just abandoning it because of, um, you know, global warming issues. And um, that was cool, too, to, like, kind of dig into, okay, what's going to happen if, if we don't get our act together and we don't try to counteract what we've done to the planet? Like, what will start happening? And then kind of push that to the extreme where certain parts of the world are just gone. You know, they're just underwater. Um, right. Um, Hawaii is just so, and how, no more. Yeah, certain areas are just, you know, or there's just almost constant typhoons and things like that. So it's yeah. just unlivable. And how it kind of pushes more people to leave Earth and sort of set up more permanently in this, um, like in a space station sort of situation. So, yeah, it's just, it's neat to just, I don't know. It's a lot of thought experiments <laughs> and, and then seeing, okay, if that, if that works, you know, how do I fit that into the narrative? And, um, and again, you know, I think some people will probably be like, Oh, this isn't sciencey enough. But for me, it's like, I mean, I, I'm interested in the characters and the conflict and um, making sure that they feel like fully realized people. So for me, it's the perfect blend, but I'm sure some people will want more science well, <laughs> and well, less fiction. It sounds really cool. I mean, you know, I think that's one of my favorite parts about reading science fiction is first, it doesn't all have to be hard sci-fi, which is like, I guess like maybe The Martian would be something like that, where it's constant science and technical jargon thrown at you, and then there's a story around it. But I think, you know, the best sci-fi is just, you know, good fiction that happens in space or the future or whatever. And another thing I really well, a lot of the oh sorry go ahead oh uh, I was gonna say another thing I really enjoy is how it kind of uh, uh, it always reflects on the time it was written like this is the future according to someone who's living in the world today or you know like RoboCop was yep. the future according to the eighties where oh, 80s future movies are my favorite. oh they're the best <laughs> oh they're wonderful yeah, yeah. it's like no, future I, and cocaine I think too, <laughs> what I love about sci-fi specifically is that it's all like, I just love seeing every author's different vision of what they think things will look like, right. or not even necessarily that, like what they're interested in, like what sort of obsesses them. Um, and so for me, you know, it's like, I always want it to feel close enough to our reality that, you know, you're dealing with problems and tensions and concerns that are of our world right now, 
but kind of shifted and looked at through a different lens, you know, that you can kind of make it a, a little more fantastical, a little more extreme, and then see, you know, if you can examine something about like our actual current reality. So that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely gonna have to pick that one up because, um, like I said before, I, I burn through books pretty quickly. I think I'm going to read that one, though. It sounds like a good one to... That's my next audio audiobook. Audio. Yeah, um, I just talked to the director for the audiobook and the team on it. I got the first my first choice for narrator. She's fantastic. And oh, I, that's awesome. I didn't I'm know really writers. <laughs> so writers do have a say on who, like, what kind of tone? Or... Sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. It, it really depends on the project. I've had ones that are super involved, and they want a lot of input and I've had ones that are super hands off. Um, I will say asylum was pretty hands off because it was really straightforward. It was, you know, sort of, I mean, there were fantastical elements, but not really, you know, it was, it was like paranormal. Um, sure. But with house of Furies, like there were invented languages, there was ancient Sumerian, there was ancient Egyptian. And so you're getting these phone calls that are like, uh, <laughs> how do we say this? Yeah. And, how do I pronounce this person's name and how, you know, what accent would this be? And so, yeah, it, I think the more, um, the more outside sort of our mundane world you go, right. the more involved an author tends to be. Um, but yeah, I've been lucky. I've gotten my first picks so far on every audiobook for narrator. And then, yeah, sometimes you'll just sit down with the director. I mean, over the phone, obviously, and so they just have a list of every name and, and place and strange thing in the book and then you just go through with them and, yeah. and tell them how to say it um, make sure they're pronouncing everything correctly and yeah and and also like okay this character's name sounds italian would they have an italian accent like stuff like that yeah so, oh that's so cool yeah it's really it's a really fun part of it oh god here come the sirens uh, <laughs> that's okay <laughs> Sorry, we, for once it's not I on our like end two a firehouse, so. um, we just yeah. pray that everyone's okay yeah yeah, I, I hope so. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's a neat it's a neat little part of the job. I always enjoy. Um, it's funny because I always listen to a little bit of it, like maybe a chapter, but then it like it's hard for me to listen to. It's sure. hard for me to hear someone say my own words back to me. <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. Um, We've done that. Yeah, no, I've I, done that in like uh, writing workshops and stuff, and I'm just like, uh, I know it's cringy, right? I do Even not if you like, like love it. You're just like, I don't know. I don't like hearing someone say it say it back to me. Um, yeah, it's it's somehow like I don't know, not as not as good or not as mine or something when when you hear it back to yourself. And I think the same yeah, thing it's is so true. Kind of disembodied, yeah. Yeah, and I think the same thing is true with the podcast too. The first, I had to really get used to constantly hearing my own voice and then you know hearing christian's voice is no big deal because i always hear it but hearing your own voice spit back to you like that is it takes oh, some jarring. for sure yeah yeah you're like wait I, that's what i sound like <laughs> yeah <exactly. laughs> oh no <laughs> oh no what have i done <laughs> what have i done <laughs> that's actually kind of cool to get the background information in audiobooks being that like listening to so many right now well it's nice to hear that there's a little dialogue back and forth because I, I can't tell you how many times i've been like say listening to a book series and they'll change the names of a character from one book to the other i'm like wait who is this and it's the same that's character very strange to me yeah that's very strange to me because they're so careful you know and i'm not like i'm pretty small potatoes in terms of authors and the fact that i get say in who does it you know who who performs it and then you know, I get to give them a pronunciation guide. It's like, I can't believe if a book is popular enough to have, you know, multiple iterations <laughs> that, yeah. that they would not catch that. Like, yeah, it's, that's strange. Yeah. But. The one I, the one that I always remember that comes to mind immediately is the wheel of time series. And it might've been, you know, maybe they started recording it after Robert Jordan died or something, but oh, there, sure. yeah, there's yeah, yeah. one character. Um, I can't even think of her name now one of her three names, uh, but there was one character that kept getting changed from one book to the next. And it was so jarring. Cause I was like, who is this? Did I miss something? And then I went back to the printed book and I started rereading, you know, certain chapters. And I'm like, Oh no, it's just so-and-so they're just saying her name different for some reason. And it was oh, that's uh, weird. Yeah. It was kind of funky. It, it's well, the that, one I remember the most. That's what I liked about the stormlight uh, archive. They kept the same people. Oh in yeah. The first three books. So, it, well, those guys were the guys who read uh, wheel of time also, but 
maybe they didn't have any notes. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because I know like, you know, I, I work pretty fast. So I usually, if I have a series, it's like one book, one year. And so I think they, in a lot of cases, will contract the person for all three books. You know, like if they know how many are coming. Sure. They'll just like make sure they're available to do all three. Um, if, if, especially if there's a, a timeline like kind of nailed down. So yeah, I've been lucky in that. Um, everybody who's done a series for me, it was the same, same person all the way through. That's the best. I mean, it gives you some consistency and I'm kind of, I guess I'm kind of new to audiobooks, so I've been listening to them for maybe a year now. And it, I can imagine if you go, if you're in like a three book series and all of a sudden there's a different voice reading it to you, it would be a little funky. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That would be off putting. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so this is this is a question that I'm curious about that has nothing to do with books or anything. But sure. So you have Go for it. you have a tattoo on the side of your head, yes? I do, yeah. What did that feel like? Cuz that sounds terrible. <laughs> um, you know that one was one of the the less bad ones. Um, really? Yeah, I I just po- I, I poked the artist- side of my head just with my finger <laughs> and I already don't like that. And like yeah, I, I have definitely. a couple here and there, but you know nothing in a like a sensitive spot like that. We can get a needle and I can just sure. poke you. Please don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it was a combination of honestly, you don't have a ton of nerves there. Um, it it really wasn't that that painful. And I I specifically chose an artist who was known for uh, doing a lot of head tattoos, so he was really fast and oh, really nice. he had a really light touch. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm um, sure that I'm yeah, sure that it was helps like too. Over in 45 minutes. Oh wow, yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty fast. That's crazy. So, All right. Well, yeah, that the combination of those things really really helped. Yeah, that honestly that was one of the the I would say the front of my shin. Ooh, and um, God, that sounds too bad the, too. Yeah, it's very bony. Um, and then the ditch, which is like your inner elbow. Um, is that what it's called? And the, and the yeah, they call oh. it the ditch. And then also the outer elbow, all of which I have colored in, it was, um, yeah, that was rough. Yeah, I, have, <laughs> I don't, I I don't think the... I'd do my elbow again, to oh, be honest. Oh, I, would, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, that it's weird because, like, you know, the, the, the outside of your elbow is, is it's not super sensitive because it bends all the time, but I can imagine piercing into it would be kind of rough. I have one yeah, on the it, inside of my arm, and it, it ends kind of... I guess off to one side of the ditch, as you would say. And that was the worst part for sure. Like as it was like mm-hmm. kind of the inside, I don't know, the bottom of your elbow, you I guess. You feel it. Ugh. You feel it getting to that spot. Yeah. 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 Yeah, was- yeah. The outer elbow. Part of the problem is that, um, it is so kind of leathery on most people. Yeah. It's, so it, it, it's very thick skin. And so to get the ink to stay, they really have to go Ugh. pretty hard and over it a few times. And there's a weird, like, it almost has like, um, you know, you hit your funny bone. It almost has that kind of a feeling, Ew, but like God. constantly. <laughs> yeah. That sounds so, unpleasant for sure. Wow. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, the shin bone too. Ugh. Before she started, she's like, are you sure yeah. we can just this find is gonna a way? Be terrible. To... <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I'll probably get touch-ups on it on that sleeve eventually, but I'm like, just leave it. I don't <laughs> yeah. I don't care about the elbow. I don't care how faded it gets. Yeah, exactly. So. Like, I don't want to go back into that. That's interesting, yeah. And it's almost time for another tattoo for me. I've been trying to plan it out. I'm not sure. But, Excellent. Um, so, we kind of found out about you through one of our other guests indirectly, um, who was an, a contributing author to the Star Wars from a certain point of view uh anthology that was so fun (laughs) yeah so tell us a little bit about that first of all did you who was it who told on me oh uh well we it It was was christopher adams christopher adams oh he's lovely yeah he was he's an awesome guy um he had the world's sexiest accent according to i forgot what magazine the new zealand (laughs) oh that's right i remember that and according to us too i mean it was pretty good i'd vote for him yeah i guess so (laughs) Yeah, he does have a nice voice. He does. Yeah, New Zealand's a good one. You know, it's it's so it's automatically friendly. You know, it's uh, great. Yeah. So tell us about how you got involved with that. Did you, did someone approach you, or did you you know was there a, a calling for authors to submit? Sure. Um. So this is actually a perfect segue because uh, my so my agent represents um, a few people who were in it, and they were like, listen, you know we're looking for another author, preferably female. 
someone who would want to do a female character, like we're really light on women in this book. You know, it's, there's so few in the movie that it's, they were really struggling. And, um, and they were like, you know, do you, can you think of anyone that you represent? And she was like, yes. Nice. <laughs> She's like, she like, didn't even hesitate. She was like a hundred percent like Maddie Rue. And she basically told them that. And then just attached a picture of my tattoo sleeve <laughs> <laughs> for viewers that this is, a, you know, not a visual medium. I have a full uh, tattoo arm sleeve of star Wars and, and they were like done. <laughs> I mean, I think they might have like checked my credentials as well. <laughs> Make but, sure you can uh, string a sentence together. <laughs> yeah, She's I'm sure in. they. I'm sure they checked. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I'm sure after the yeah after the picture. But yeah, that yeah. that was funny. That I I don't think I've ever gotten a job off of off of something that that shallow <laughs> before. But uh, you know, it was no. I mean, that's not that's actually not true. I think it's proof that I really really care. Right. Uh, you know, that was a year and a half of constant tattooing you know so right. you're serious about gives, it gives and, you some uh, credibility right it proves you really really care and you're not going to want to mess it up um so that was that and then after that though it was this conversation of like okay well what is she going to do because i was one of the last people to come on to the project and pretty much everything was taken like i pitched i think i, I came up with four or five things i would do and they were like yeah that's taken that's taken that's taken and Actually, so finally, may I, I ask what what they were. I'm kind of curious. I mean, uh, the ones you would expect, like Baru and some of the assassins in the cantina. You know what I mean? Like sure. the ones that because you, like, you know you're limited to only women, so that really narrows <laughs> your choices down. Yeah, especially um, in the original yeah, so was, series. Yeah, because it's just the one movie. Um, if it was the you know if it was all three, I know exactly what I would have pitched. Uh, but. Yeah, I, so I was like, okay, just shoot your shot. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is it. Like, you've got to come up with something. And so I was like, you know, technically, Alderaan is on screen. And somewhere down there, you right. know, her parents are there. So when, when I was reading it and I was slowly figuring it out, I was like, oh, this is going to be so sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's a downer, yeah. for sure. It is. I know. I think I get the most. I get the most fun reactions of anything I've ever written to that because Star Wars fans are so passionate and Leia's parents are so cool to begin with. And then I just have, you know, and I think too, in the, in that collection, a lot of the stories are kind of funny or a little like silly and goofy. And then you get to like that and it just sort of tears your heart out. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was really cool. It was really cool to write. It was, a shock that they let me do it. I was just like, oh, oh no, oh wait, now I have to actually perform. Uh, right. Oh man. So it was intimidating because Leia is, you know, far and away my favorite character in the series. So yeah, I wanted it to be sad, but I also wanted it to end on a slightly hopeful note. So oh yeah, I mean, for I sure, to- they, like they knew, they felt that she was alive without having proof. They just like felt it, you right. know. Yeah. yeah, and and even if you, I think you can interpret it as there's a force connection, or you can interpret it as that they just believe in her strength and her resilience so much that they're like, no, she's gonna do it, and like, we just have to trust that that she's got this. Um, so yeah, it was it was really cool, and it was but it was just so cool too to like, you know, get your edits back, and like Pablo Hidalgo has made comments in the margins, <laughs> oh and you're like. Oh, dang, that's pretty sweet. Um, and it was funny because, like, I'm a huge um, Star Wars The Old Republic nerd. Like, I, I'm i still subscribed to the MMO. I'm obsessed with it. I have a Revan tattoo. And, oh, nice. Uh, or she's, I guess she's part of the sleeve. And I was so, I had all these details about Alderaan in the story that I had kind of pulled from the MMO because you spend a lot of time on Alderaan and specifically at the palace. Like I used the layout of the palace from that game. Oh, that's so um, awesome. Which that was all fine. But then some of the like geography and stuff, they were like, eh, this is pushing it. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> so uh, I was like, I was, it was a super flex. I was trying to be like, I got this. I, I know all about Don't worry, Alderaan. Guys. And then I like, yeah. And then I screwed up like a very big thing. I, I like didn't remember that they had no moon. And I oh. like, put something in there. I was like, oh no, like <laughs> I've embarrassed myself, but 
so they were really they were really cool and uh yeah it was just the and then also obviously the the lineup of that anthology is just oh yeah there's nuts so yeah, that was cool so many good ones and i think one thing that was really cool particularly about your story is that you know when we see alderon blow up in a new hope it's like sure it's impressive that the death star can blow up a planet but, like, we didn't know anybody on that planet at that point. You know, if you're new to Star Wars, you didn't know, you know, yep. it's, it's kind of impersonal almost, even though you could tell Princess Leia is obviously distraught. But, you know, having them kind of look up in the sky and see the Death Star, you're like, oh, shit, that would be really terrifying. Yeah, you can't do anything. Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? They're it's like, I guess well, And planet. what's fascinating is that, well, what's cool, too, is that, and, and one of the things I really, you know, found so kind of scary is that they don't know yet that that's what it can do so in their minds they're like oh we're in trouble but not like oh we're all about to die yeah. you know because at that point it, they hadn't actually blown up a planet with it so yeah they're sort of the guinea new. pig and it's all new and so they're like oh shit you know oh i don't know if we're allowed to swear yeah <laughs> oh yeah no feel free no okay. yeah <laughs> sorry um and the know, fact that just, we have it they, is pretty alarming to be honest yeah, I'm pretty impressed. We're doing good. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, I have a, I, I can't help myself. Uh, yeah, so sort of this, you know, there's this dread, obviously, but then it's just, you know, their expectations are completely blown out of the water, no pun intended. And <laughs> yeah, so it's just that, that sort of tracking that reaction of like, uh-oh, like our cover's blown, like Leia's in trouble, we're in trouble, you know, this is the end of the rebellion to oh, wait, <laughs> it's so much more than that, you right. know, so. Yeah, they thought they were going to yeah. get a stern talking to or maybe thrown in prison or something. <laughs> right, or invaded, Not you know what I mean? blown like, to oh, smithereens. Okay, now, right, like now Alderaan's going to be occupied and this is going to be, you know, a nightmare. But, um, yeah, it, it was cool. And it was neat, too, to just give her mom. I mean, I know, I think she shows up in Clone Wars. I mean, she's in the extended universe a fair bit. Um, sure. I mean, in the movies, I think she's just some... holding Leia in yeah. with, at, Revenge of the Sith or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You see her for a hot minute, but they, they definitely expanded her role in the, in the EU, which is cool. And Claudia Gray did, you know, like young adult Leia books. So she's all over those. Um, and that was also cool because they knew that was coming out. And so they gave me like early secret details Ooh. from that book. Yeah. So there's like um, her, like, her droid who's one of her like serving like handmade droids mm -hmm. like that in that book so i they gave me like foreknowledge to make it so it matches up that's um, so cool you're talking always, about the, yeah, always thinking about that expanded universe <laughs> you're talking about the no, nervous like, droid, the the one that was like trying to get the dress ready and stuff yes yeah i think i think that's so it's been a while since i've reread the, the story but yeah there were little details of like people's names and stuff that they were like oh we know this is going to be in there so if you read both of them back to back, it should be pretty seamless in nice. terms of in terms of world building. So yeah, they're real on on top of that stuff. Well, um, always thinking about it. They're playing the long game with those uh, Star Wars definitely. and Marvel movies and all that. Yeah, definitely, I know all the work that goes into it, and like now having done a book for for Blizzard, you know, they are so you know the details they catch. It's just like. They have, you know, they go over that stuff with a fine tooth comb and it's really impressive how, you know, like I think I, I get frustrated with a lot of fans because they get this attitude of like, oh, they don't care. They don't care. They just want to do what they want to do and they don't care about the fans. And you're like, listen, I don't even want to tell you how many people probably went over that Warcraft book looking for problems. You know what I mean? Right. Like they really do care. They might not give you exactly what you want per se. Right. But, but that's not, not ever the... accuse these people of not caring because they really do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen it. I always, you know, I always get frustrated because, you know, I think, uh, the nerd community at large, you know, we're unfortunately a little more vocal than other groups. And sometimes, you know, we get a l our feelings a little hurt and we want to blame the developer or, you know, the writer, the director, whatever. But, um, you know, the, this uh the last jedi was a big one right where i'm like come on man give ryan johnson a break he made a movie he took a shot and it wasn't what we wanted well, there's always going to be those seamuses out there <laughs> yeah seamus so, was a, a former uh i guess host as yeah. well and he just he hated the new movies yeah he's he's 
vehemently uh, in in protest of all the new Star Wars movies. And see, I don't. It. I like them. I'm like. I do as well. New content, and I think part of it is that I can step. I can like compartmentalize my nostalgia for things and kind of be like, this doesn't necessarily affect that. You know what I mean? Right. And like, it's I'm something not a new. huge. Yeah, and it's like I might not like love the prequels, but if someone does, it's like okay, like you've clearly got something out of it, and that's what matters. And I think getting into um, getting into publishing and having a, a public facing profession and and putting yourself out there, right? Like um, salvage, especially, is a really personal project for me, and I have to do a lot of work, like with my therapist and myself, being like people's opinions about this are about the book. They're not about me. Right. Right. And you have to remember that people just get passionate about things. They don't realize that, that there's a the person on the other end of that piece of art. Um, and it's hard because you want to like, you just want to like talk back to them and say, don't you understand? Like, don't you get how hard this was for me to write this? Like I really put my heart out there and are writers not know, allowed I, to do that. It's, I think it's, it's in bad form. It's very frowned upon. Yeah. <laughs> it's really frowned. I mean, because, like, you know, there's a power dynamic at play, right? Like, I never do it. Um, if someone sends me an email, I might send a snarky email back because it's a private exchange. Sure. But, like, I'll never stick my Twitter <laughs> followers on somebody because that's unfair. There's, like, a power dynamic there, especially yeah. when you write for teenagers. Like, you know, I have so many teen fans. And if they say something, you know, if they tweet a bad review at me or something, I just like mute them or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you, okay, I'm not going to send 9,000 people after a 15 year old, you know, it's <laughs> like, it, it's just not right. Just don't engage. And, and, you know, and then you read the next review and it's glowing and you're like, oh, this is, you know, this, this is who I wrote it for. Not right. this other person. That's fine. Um, so yeah, it just, I, it, but it's made me much more aware of like, I just tend to not, I never write bad reviews of things. Like I only review things if I love them. Um, I'm much more understanding of like, but someone tried, they put a lot of work and effort into this. Maybe it didn't work for me and that's okay. Like it was for someone else. Um, and so with the Star Wars stuff, I think there's just this weird, um, people get really personally attached to it. Like it's somehow like theirs right? <laughs> and like, they own it somehow and that's, that's shameless just, for sure yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that's just not it. the case it's for you know and i think too it's like it's for emerging excuse me sorry my dog wants to chime in um that's okay he can chime in it's not it's, yours either <laughs> yeah he's like excuse me i had a lot of problems with the last jedi um yeah i i don't know i just like it can be for a different audience it can be for a different time it can be for you know, sort of an emerging political landscape. It can be all kinds of things. And to stay relevant, things have to change. And you can't just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. Like people want innovation. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and yeah, so, you know, they're going to take a chance and I'd rather see them kind of take a chance and fail <laughs> than just give us like something really safe and, you know, just the regret, just like exactly what every fan theory wants. Like, I just, that's not interesting. I can just go read fan fiction. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Hey, you want to see something new yeah. and fresh so, and, you know, someone else's and I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that because I like, you know, don't like, oh, I really want to work for Star Wars again. So I won't like badmouth them. That's not the case. It's just, I just have a. All right, I don't guys. Know, I you heard her. She doesn't want to work for Star Wars anymore. Yeah. Well, <laughs> No, we tried. Please, no, please, uh, please. I wanted to write an Ewok book so bad. Oh man! Um, Remember the Ewok movies? Where can I yeah. find them? What was it? I love those. What was it Caravan? Was uh, it Caravan of Hope? Caravan of Hope. Caravan of Courage. Oh, Courage. Oh, Courage. Caravan Caravan of that's, Courage. Right. that's right. That's right. Yes. And the, um, I actually cosplayed the small girl from that one. Oh, it was so hysterical. good. Yes, her name is Sindel Tawani. I am like an encyclopedia of Ewok facts. It's a little depressing. Yeah, but, um, I haven't seen those in so long, but I remember those are so, there was two of them, right? What was the other one called? Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, Caravan of Courage and uh, the Great Ewok Adventure or something like that. Yeah, I mean that. I yeah, remember. but they're they're like very dark. Yeah, <laughs> they're totally. very dark. Her entire family dies in yeah. those movies. It's really dark. Um, 
So yeah, nice. and Endor is just a nightmare. It's just a shit show of like stuff trying to kill you. It's like the Australia of the Star Wars universe. It's <laughs> it's wild. Um, yeah, I just I love Ewoks, and the the animated show you can get all of that on YouTube. Oh, really? Um, okay. I don't know if I yeah, I might have watched awesome. a little bit of that, but I remember <laughs> the animation. I remember how it looks. You know. Yeah, it's got that seventies like we are a hundred percent on acid. <laughs> like it's yeah. very the same guy who did heavy metal also like the Ewoks. Just like this is yes, weird. It's, um, it's a trip. And yeah, I love those, those old Ewok movies, but yeah, I like, I just want to see them get more love. I, I really defend them. Uh, it was, death it was weird was to me. Ewoks. Yeah. It was weird to me. Um, when, you know, through doing this podcast, you get a lot of people's different opinions on, star wars and things like that it, it was kind of weird to me when i, I kind of realized one day that not everyone loves the ewoks you know what i mean really? yeah like i never had any problem who with, dislikes wicked yeah no they're they a, lo- like a, a lot of people they've had a resurgence lately of popularity they were within the when the initial movies came out people like hated it yeah. um they were like the porgs basically of right. the original or Jar Jar Binks, you know it's, it's like one of those yeah, uh, things that people targeted and they're like, oh, they're so cutesy. But like, if you actually know anything about them, I mean, and actually, they made it canon that they fed the stormtroopers to people at that party. Right. <laughs> the end. I mean, it's in one of the comics, but it's one of the canon comic books where uh, it's like these two rebel pilots are talking in the court. It's just this like offhanded <laughs> thing going on. But they're like, oh man, that was really good barbecue. Like, we should go back and get more. And the other guy's like, I don't think I want to. Like, I'm pretty sure I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see any chickens r- running around here right, anymore. Like, see any livestock pens? Yeah. Um, no, just a bunch yeah, of empty stormtroopers. Exactly, and also like I am, um, I was so so stoked when Battlefront put in that Ewok mode, where you're basically like a, a team of stormtroopers in the dark trying to make it off Endor. Oh man, I haven't played that. That must be an update or something oh, that I have. Gosh. Played. It, so it only comes back every once in a while, but it'll be back for Halloween. They oh, always nice. bring it back for Halloween. And it, you basically start, it's two, It's a team thing. They're really quick rounds too, which is fun. But it randomly assigns you either Ewok or Stormtrooper. Oh, that's the best. And the Ewoks start off like really, there's almost none of you. Um, there's maybe like four of you and like 10 Stormtroopers. And it's all in the dark, but Ewoks can see in the dark. <laughs> and so... <laughs> The stormtroopers have to like turn on their flashlights and that's how you spot them as an Ewok. And then you can like you, and you only have like your stick and your little, um, you know, you can like throw rocks and stuff, but basically have to like work together and mob the stormtroopers. And then if you die, you are reborn as an Ewok. And so gradually it gets down to like two. Yeah. It gets down to like two (laughs) stormtroopers just like, Oh oh God. Oh God. Oh shit. Like where are they? And they can't hit anything. Uh, So they're, you know, terrible aim. Yeah, that's true. Right. Stormtroopers can. You do get some pretty cool, like, uh, you do get some cool stuff in the Stormtroopers. So I've I've played rounds where the Stormtroopers win, but it's very rare. Like, you have to make it to a specific, uh, like, drop point to get off planet. And, you know, you're running. It's like, oh, my God. Like, you just hear, like, 14 Ewoks pelting after you, <laughs> screaming. It's, like, pretty intense. Uh, but, yeah, I was like, see? Like, they're scary, man. I would not want to yeah. go up against these guys. Like, they they know the forest. They've set all these traps. Like I don't know. They're basically yeah. the predator, you know, from from <laughs> right. little little yeah, furry predators. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell are you? <laughs> um, so what do you? Uh, we got the the newest Star Wars, uh, the uh, Rise of Skywalker coming out. Uh, got any thoughts on that one coming up? I mean, I'm pretty excited. And Ooh, I, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really hope they either go gray. Or they switch. I don't think Disney will do it. But what do you mean I, gray? Like uh, the the gray ones. They're um, they're kind of like middle. They're not bad. They're not. They're not. You want them to make a mediocre movie? Is that what you mean? <laughs> no, 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 no. There's. <laughs> I believe it's a. I really want them to score like a seventy on no, Rotten Tomatoes. No, the gray. No, the gray Jedi. It's, yeah, that's like a. Yeah, I got. That's you. a concept we don't really. I mean, I guess like Qui Gon is probably the closest we've seen on screen. He's the most like ethically in the, in middle, the middle. I feel like. Yeah. I mean, I'm cur- I don't know. I'm kind of just trying to go in with an open mind. I read the like leaks, quote unquote, and a lot of them just don't seem even close to what we're gonna get. But um, yeah, I don't know. I I'm just hoping 
like I just want Kylo Ren to get a cool send off one way or the other. Like I really love his character. He's like I love Ray too, but he's just so mesmerizing every time he's on screen. And of course, just extremely easy to look at. (laughs) With his high high waisted (laughs) pants. Yeah, right. I just love that like square body. I'm all about it. Um, oh, we found out uh, on our last episode that Tom Cruise has a body like that. He does. Too. He really does. We did an episode about uh, Top Gun because there really wasn't much going on in the nerd world last week, and I'd never seen it. Yeah, he has a weird like square body. He does. I yeah, told you he Adam does. Adam Driver's much taller than that's him. true. I mean, Adam Driver looks weirder. Looks weirder when he's stretched out. But I really liked him. Weird. Yeah, it was a weird costume choice, but. Yeah, no, and I I just love like he has such nuance. I think there's a lot of possibility. Like I would, I personally would love to see some kind of redemption arc. I think it. That's we've what never I'm talking really about. Seen it. Yeah, we've never really seen it play out in a satisfying way. We've seen Jedi's fall. We've seen you know we saw Anakin sort of redeem himself, but then he just dies. You know, I'd love to see like someone redeem themselves and have it stick and get to like see how that goes you know what i mean because we got a hint of it in the in the last movie where when he kills snoke we're like oh is he is he flipping like is he is he going to the good side no i just want to take over yeah exactly (laughs) but i really yeah and i think if there's whispers of palpatine you know Mm -hmm. throughout this one i and i would not i would just die for the fourth ghost i i i would love some fourth ghost action i just think it's there i think I think he's definitely a bad person. He's done terrible things, but sure. to me, there's room there to just swing him around a little bit. And yeah, I would love, I would love to see it. Um, I don't know if we'll get it, but that's that's kind of my one like, oh please. <laughs> yeah, I, I would really love to see. Um, you know, because we had um, Darth Vader, who kind of had that that moment at the end, right? But with Kylo Ren. It's it's kind of like we get to see what would happen if Obi Wan was able to get through to you yes, know Anakin exactly. at the end, and you know instead of becoming Darth Vader and living out a whole life as an evil guy, he he was able to come back at least to the middle. You know, would be fine kind of thing. It would exactly, and I think it would be so interesting. Kind of actually to your point about Gray Jedi, is like also seeing Ray dip a little bit more towards the dark side where yes. it's like they like to balance the force in the sense that like they both understand we can't be all the way one or the other right. like this doesn't work anymore this has been going on for centuries clearly <laughs> this doesn't work so can we find a way to balance the force that doesn't mean one of us is bad and one of us good and, and i think people forget the fact that in the last movie ray there's what was it that pit of the of the dark force and yeah. oh yeah that weird pit where all yeah. the seaweed was and luke like pulls her and it out was of like, the, and it called to her yeah, yeah and he was like i've never seen anyone go to the dark side so fast but like no one really recalls that scene <laughs> yeah i remember that one i mean if i was a jedi i would dip my toes in the dark side just because i want to shoot lightning <laughs> yeah you know i mean yeah i feel like and they get to have girlfriends or, oh, that's nice. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. That, well, that's, that's a plus. Lightning, though, I mean, I'm, is really the driver there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I always wonder about that myself. You know, like, I, I tend to think of myself as a fairly ethical person um, with more or less good qualities. But it would be hard faced with that much power. And, you know, I think I think the thing that would get to me is sort of more of the, like, um, in the Old Republic games, there's a lot of chances to sort of be like an evil nerd where you're like i just want to know everything i want to know this forbidden sith knowledge i want to have every cool little glowing holocron i want to crack it open i want to see what it says like yeah. that's what would get me is <laughs> the like is the sort of like the temptation of just crazy knowledge that ends up you know haunting you forever or something um yeah, that would be yeah. Mine I would think be it would clothes. be tough. The clothes, yeah, the clothes. Would be nice. have better clothes. <laughs> you know, the aesthetic. <laughs> black's really slimming. I like that. You know, and the, the red lightsaber. I mean, who, yeah, who can say no to I a red love lightsaber? A classic Jedi robe, though. Like I, I think all of Ray's costumes have been a plus. They're yeah. all so cool. They're really great. Like, like a great play on the classic Jedi look. I feel like they've really 
upped it for her. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, see, now I, I could do that. I could rock that look. Yeah, um, a lot of cool, like, tan with a lot of cool textures. I, you know, I, I like the... Yeah, and, like, like flowing and the little blue here and there and the cool, like, arm guards. Yeah. I just I don't want the it. rat tail so of the Padawan. Yeah, yeah, I don't want that. No one wants that. I don't want that. I bet that was a hazing thing. They made the women do it. <laughs> I don't know. It, it was it was probably some kind. Yeah, you'd have to have like some something weird that's kind of unattractive, like a side pony. I would or just something. lie and be like, my hair doesn't grow longer than this. I'm I'm a weird alien species, and just every night, just they're with just my like, lightsaber, cut it. They're like, he just keeps getting light. I don't <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know. And you just see me like rubbing my head on a Wookiee. Just... <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I feel like it might have been a hazing thing that started like a million years ago, and then now it's just it just stuck. Now it's just stuck. <laughs> and it, they just lost that. They just lost that holocron. Yeah. That's like, no, guys, this is a joke. That was in one of those books <laughs> in the Last Jedi. You know that they burned down. It was like, oh, this yeah. is just a funny joke that we had <laughs> that we like to laugh at exactly. all the new Padawans. <laughs> so good. Um, I'm also super excited for uh, the Obi Wan Kenobi series that they announced. Yeah, you and oh, McGregor. Oh yes, 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 yes. We've... And the Mandalorian. I'm I'm yep. ready for all of it. And this is the other thing why I get so confused about people who are so furious when one of the movies like doesn't work for them. I'm like, sure. look at all this stuff that's coming. Like, you've got all the books, you've got the comic books, you've got the video games, you've got the Mandalorian, you've got this Obi Wan thing. It's like they're they're really trying to give everybody something you right. know what i mean and because i know friends who like could not give less of a shit about jedi stuff like they just want mandalorian stuff and which is you know, weird. for them like like well, i think i mean i yeah. i guess boba fett's cool right he looks cool <laughs> but yeah. I, i've been a, i've been a, since day one i've always been like a, a boba fett like denier i'm like he's not that cool guys he gets killed by a blind guy and it, and he goes into the giant worm pit, and now granted in in books I guess he crawled out right, but that's that's yeah, right. he You yeah. know there were supposed to be brothers, yeah, him and Darth Vader. Yeah, that's it's true. Like around him, you know, it's yeah. like because you kind of got so little of him, this sort of legend just sprouts up. You exactly. Know, and, yeah, the the legend is bigger uh, than the actual man, kind of thing. And let's not forget yeah, that he was I, introduced when he was riding on a dinosaur. In, in, the, in the holiday OG special. look is very cool. I love that it's more colorful. I honestly am super into that that look of his. But yeah, yeah I mean, I'm just I'm kind of open to all of it. I'm like, this is like this is the time to be a Star Wars fan. You get everything you could possibly, you know. It's like shows and media and games. And, Disneyland, yeah. So, like, oh my gosh, Disneyland. I, I mean, I know I can't wait to go check that out. Me too. We, we've both been talking about it. You haven't been yet, right? No, no, no. You no. said you wouldn't go without me. <laughs> did I uh, promise that? You did now. <laughs> um, I think, you know, that's one of the reasons we actually started this show was we started to realize, like, what a time to be alive as as like a a nerd, a fan of pop culture, sci-fi, fantasy, you know, b- comic books, video games. I mean, when in history would have been a better time than right now? I mean, Star Wars is just, they're throwing it at us every six months. Marvel movies are awesome. DC movies are maybe getting there. <laughs> and in, exactly. they're out there. I mean, the Joker might be cool. Yeah, we'll see tomorrow. Them. Yeah, they're making them. If you like that, if that's your thing. Um, but, you know, it's just such a great time where all these stories, like, you know, growing up, it was all about, oh, you know, wouldn't it be cool if they made a Lord of the Rings movie? Which was the animated one, which is okay. Which was not, yeah, it was fine. The Hobbit was better. Yeah. I, I never watched the Lord of the Rings. But, and now to see these big budget movies and TV shows and everything else, it, it's just, it's so cool. And I'm so excited to, uh, you know, I, I'm one of those guys, every Star Wars thing that comes out, I'm in 100%. Yeah. And that's, again, like, I just think that when people get so over-the-top vocal about things in a negative way it's like okay there's a million things to consume i can't even keep up with half of it (laughs) you know it's like i kind of like i loved stranger things season one then i kind of fell off the wagon i was like "Eh," like i don't really love this anymore and that's fine like yeah 
it, it doesn't, everything doesn't have to be for me, you know, and right. there's always going to be something out there that I haven't discovered yet that is. And, you know, I'm just so much more into like shouting about the things that I think are great and don't get enough attention um, rather than just like having a meltdown over, you know, some <laughs> problems in a Star Wars movie That's that, true. you know, if you can just be like, okay, I'll go watch the movie that I did like of Star Wars. It doesn't erase anything. Um, yeah. Let's, cel- so. let's celebrate the wins and not dwell on yeah. the losses. And like you said, there's just so much. There's so much to, to see. There's, like I got, I was late on the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance train, Ooh. and now I'm just 100% obsessed with it. It's probably, that and Midsummer are probably the two favorite like visual things for me that have happened this year. And Oh, it was just so good. And like, I wasn't a fan of the original Dark Crystal. I know that's probably sacrilege. No, don't worry. I, just, I agree. Like, I was, I was like, this is kind of boring. I don't love it. Um, <laughs> Try re- and rewatching show- it now that the puppets are so much better. Wait, wait. Now I got, I got, I got to ask you a question. How did you feel about the puppets in 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 the Age of Resistance? I thought they were just incredible. I mean, it, yes. it's cool too to watch the um, <laughs> suck on that, Cody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, I mean, it's funny because I was talking to my friends and I was like, you know, I, the pilot, it took a minute for me to get into it. Right. I was like, I don't know if I like this. And then it gets so wild at the end of the pilot. And I was hooked. I was like, okay, they're really like, they're going for it. They're yeah. really taking risks. They're going to kill off characters left and right. I mean, <laughs> right. that um, was awesome. Yeah. That's yeah, what kind of drew it me. Hard, it was like heartbreaking. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, I got really attached to this character and she's already gone. Um, yeah. I was like, dude, they just sucked all her essence. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's out of here. I know. And I was like, okay, this is going to get hardcore and it's puppets. So you're like, you know, there's sort of this uncanny thing you have to get, you get, have to get over. And then I think by episode like three, I forgot that they were puppets. <laughs> like, I was so hooked into what was happening and I was so invested in the characters. Like I just, Brea and Deet, I just would die for them. Like I love them so dearly. And yeah, I don't know. I just like, I crossed the valley, right? I was like, okay, like I don't even see puppets anymore. I just see these characters. And I love that they did like all the classic puppetry, all the classic animatronics. And then just with CG, just like cleaned up some of the expressions and yeah some of the things in the background too their eyes too the blinking and stuff yeah they they tweak their micro expressions so they smirk a little better or their you know their eyes wrinkle a little more naturally and i just was like yeah this is like every everything kind of at the top of their game right like yeah you've got the frau family crushing it you've got the hensons crushing it you've got people who have worked on the books for years and years coming in like I just love seeing a project like that where you're like, God, there is so much passion in every single frame. <laughs> you know, it's just like leaping off the screen. I don't know. That that kind of stuff just gets gets me going. Because um, anything practical, anything where you can really see the attention to detail and, and the love, like, yeah, they really sucked me in. But that's what's so cool is I'm like, I would have never cared about the Dark Crystal until they made this new series. Like, right. I just would never have even bothered to go back and watch the original again given it another shot or like cared about the universe. And now I know like, Oh, there's all these books and comic books. Like this is so cool. Now I have more stuff to, to do, but yeah, I mean, it, it goes to your point of like, what a time <laughs> to be alive as a nerd. And there's, they just didn't have the technology for this before. You right. just could not have, have made that, you know, 10 years ago. There's it, no way. Exactly. And you know, Christian takes it a little too far. I don't hate the puppets, <laughs> but my position well, was, Shout out to my friend Rico, who has a deathly fear of puppets, and oh, nice. cannot watch a show, and he's heartbroken because we're all just like, "Oh, oh my god, Dark Crystal is so good!" And he's just like, "I will, like, cry <laughs> if I see this." I think he just has to focus on Hup. I think if he focuses on Hup, oh, oh, yeah, he's so he's a cutie. Yeah. I just I hate that he had, that he left the party. Like, oh, he's not he's no longer with the party. Well, like, that was like my one problem is I feel like his arc was unresolved, right? right. Because well, maybe she's following a two. classic. Yeah, I I just was like, well, he's gonna be a paladin by the end of this. Clearly, like that's his journey. Yeah. He's and gonna then get they a just sword. Sort of like, no, no, no. I need <laughs> yeah. him. I need him with a spoon. You need him with a spoon. I need maybe him with a spoon. He can keep a spoon. Yeah, but he needs like his journey just kind of like like it just sort of ends right. and. Uh, 
I need more of him. I need more of the Doosan, that like desert tribe. Yeah. The Gelfling. Yeah, they were cool. cool. Face paint and the flying, they have, like those Saranta things. I was like, yeah, I'm going to need a lot more of them. And the Archer. I really like the Archer. I thought he was really yeah. cool. And the Hunter. The Hunter well, was up. Awesome. Archer, you're not going to get more of the Archer. Well, yeah, bad news. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll see. I mean, what's... well, he definitely jumped off a cliff, Christian. I hate to spoil it for I, you. I don't know because oh, they God. they still have to connect at the end. I feel. <laughs> I mean, and they came back once. Wait, I'm sorry. Did I just spoil that? For, for not Madeline. For me. Oh, good. Oh. oh, thank God. Oh no. I, oh no. I've seen the whole thing. I've seen the whole oh, thing. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So I I don't hate the puppets. My my point uh, when I when I had a couple of feelings about it was, you know. The puppets are great for, you know, I, I really appreciate how much work went into it. It's kind of like those, uh, the Leica, Leica movies? L- yeah, Leica. Leica? Yep. Leica? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it, so much effort and precision and care has gone into it. It really makes it something special. My main concern was, like, when they had, like, the sword fight at the end, it felt a little oh, like, sure, yeah. you know, it felt a little like Kermit the Frog waving his arms up in the air, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, some constraints. For yeah, sure, sure. but everything else was great. I I really enjoyed it. The voice acting was amazing, um, and just the set design. I can't believe it's a Netflix show. You yeah, know? for sure. They just threw. I money know that was. I was. I w- I was watching the first episode. And I was like, okay, this is kind of roughly where we're gonna go. Like these are the sets that we're gonna be on. Right. Forever. And then every episode, there's like there's another somewhere else. There's somewhere another new. One. A new town. I know. I was just like, oh my god, they really did this <laughs> like, yeah someone at I, netflix loves just, puppets or loves the dark crystal they just yeah i know and i just i think too like you know when you get on a project that works you can like feel it you can feel yeah. when everything's kind of like firing on all cylinders when everybody's sort of at their best and yeah i just i'm so jealous of everyone who got to to work on that it must have been amazing That's so awesome well thank you so much for taking the time and Talking to us about you and you know your nerdy passions. Uh, let everyone know, first of all, where they can get the book, uh, where they can find you, and anything you want to plug. Fabulous. Um, I'm on all the social medias. I accept like TikTok. <laughs> yeah, I will. Maybe, I will not Snapchat. go on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I have an Instagram and a Twitter. They are both um, author Rue, like author the word and then O U X one word. Um, and I tend to talk back to people, help people if they have publishing questions, writing questions. Um, and then I also have a Facebook fan page. You can just search my name, Madeline Rue. Um, yeah. What else? Oh, and then I have um, Salvage will be out October 15th in North America, everywhere, you know, whatever book purveyor you prefer. Um, digitally hard or not hardcover. It's, it's like a nice soft cover release and, um, and then audio, audio as well. And then December 26th, I have uh, The Shining Blade coming out, which is a middle grade World of Warcraft book. So awesome. those are my two for now. <laughs> That's so awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, come on, talk to us. We really appreciate it. We're super excited to read the new book. Um, so thank you Yay. again. Hope you love it. No, thank you guys. This was fun. Awesome. So Christian, thank you for always uh, being my right hand man there. Fun as always. Keeping me honest. And busy as the right hand. Yeah, that's what? That's, <laughs> ooh, that's, uh, we're not going down that road. And to all the nerds out there, remember you're not alone. You're with friends. This is Nerds with Friends. Thank you and good night.